welcome to Relational Introvert, a podcast about the often overlooked people and leadership strengths of the quiet ones. I'm Nancy, and I look forward to sharing stories and lessons from my life, plus inviting other relational introverts to share theirs. This is very much a journey. It's a path to understanding ourselves and the diversity of people around us. So join me every Monday, and let's see where this road leads. Thanks for joining in for part two of my two-part conversation with my guest, Jody Krangle. This episode is all about the importance of being you. As Jody shares it, I'm unapologetically me, and the value that this way of being adds to her career, clients, and life. Listen in as we get right into the conversation. How long did it take you to get to a place where you realize that from, especially from a sound perspective, this is who you are versus Mm -hmm. all of these other things that you could possibly be too? That's a tough one. And I think it has to do with just getting older. Honestly. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I'm unapologetically me. And that may mean that I'm not for some people. That may be that I, I just don't work as a voice talent for some projects. And I'm totally fine with that. I would rather be me and what I need to be for the projects I love doing and the, the projects that um, will celebrate what I have to offer to them mm. than to try and fit myself, you know, uh, uh, a square peg into a round hole. Like, you know, I, I've just gotten to the point where I'm not going to change myself to maybe get approval from someone who might possibly like it a little, as opposed to, you know, someone being utterly thrilled with what I can give them because I perfectly fit what they need. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated, right? Well said. <laughs> that's, that's not my saying, and I can't remember who said it, but I did get that from a, another very wise person. <laughs> I won't take credit. <laughs> but it does definitely hit home. Definitely. And the idea of getting older does have that benefit, that wisdom that if we're willing to allow that to happen, it doesn't, you know, older, because I don't want to just say older means wisdom. No. It's just the benefit of it, you know, if we allow for that to happen is there. You know yourself more as you get older. <laughs> and I really appreciate that, you sharing that idea of being unapologetically you. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, that's important, I feel, for us to hear that is because for a lot of, like, it, it is a journey to get there. I, I, for those who are fortunate enough to, to have that very early, I'm always, like, I'm, I'm happy and I'm grateful for the people who are able to get that right away. But for most of us, it's a journey of trying to be something different and then realizing that just doesn't feel comfortable. And on top of that, there's no guarantee that anything good is coming out of it either. And that that realization of just feeling comfortable and and the joy of being, you know, who you can be. And, mm-hmm. and I love what you said, like, that if you can actually delight your client with, here's what I can bring, and then that fit is there, that's so much more beautiful than, here's what I can, I can also do this, and I can also do this. And so it's like, who am I? I find voiceover is a great analogy for a lot of different things. And one of them being that when I first started in voiceover, I was trying to be everyone. I was trying to be, I was trying to do all genres. I was trying to be everything to everyone. 
Um, I felt I needed to mimic a certain sound in order to get jobs. And as you go through your coaching and your experience in the business and you learn more, and I'm sure this happens in many other businesses, you learn that what people hire you for is what you bring to the table that's unique. And you, being you, are unique. So everyone sounds differently. Everyone approaches something differently. When your clients are hiring you, they're hiring you. You know, they want you. They don't want to put on you. They don't want a you that's trying to be someone else. <laughs> they want you. That's what they're paying you for. So voiceover in that kind of a context basically means that I had to become comfortable with who I am and what I sound like and what I can and can't deliver. And once I know that, then people can either take or leave me. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I feel like that's something that a lot of us need to hear and be reminded of. It takes time. It takes a lot of time to get to the point where that's what I mean by getting older. <laughs> yes. You know, you have to be confident in who you are, but you have to also be confident in the fact that someone's going to want who you are. <laughs> And in this idea of that it takes time to be okay with that. Yeah. And I feel like that's the, that's been my lesson learned, mm -hmm. especially over the years, is that there's a time component in this. And I like to, I would love to fast forward and speed things up. I would love to be like, lesson learned, already there, lesson <laughs> learned, already there. Yeah. But this idea of enjoying the journey mm -hmm. of something has been a very cool and unique experience for me, especially in this year. And it might actually have to do with this podcast. I shared with you and I've shared with a lot of people that the idea of this podcast actually was run the experiment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much all these, the usual outcome focused things. It was the outcome really was around enjoying the process of it. Mm -hmm. But that's actually helped me to experience that and appreciate that in other areas. So you saying this idea that it's, it's a process to get comfortable with who you are and comfortable saying, you know what, I actually am not that fit and that's okay. And I, that doesn't mean anything about me and that doesn't mean anything about you either. Mm -hmm. It just means that what you need is different from what I can offer you. Yeah. I can certainly connect you with somebody who can bring that to the table. That's exactly it. That's yeah. not who I am. And the idea that me saying no to an opportunity doesn't mean that every opportunity then is gone. It just means that I'm leaving myself open to something better that, that I'm a better fit for. If you don't do that project, then you have time to do a project that's a better fit. I've turned down many, many dollars worth of projects that um, would have been uh, wonderful, I'm sure, but not for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I kind of go with my gut. So for me right now, I go with projects that are five minutes of finished audio or less. And the reason that I do that is so that I can quickly service my clients so I can get them what they want within an hour. You know, if they and, and advertising marketing works really fast, <laughs> you know, even now it works really fast. Right. So if I can get my clients what they need quickly and with a minimum of fuss, then they're very, very, very happy. And I can't do that if I'm doing a really, really long e-learning project or I'm doing an audio book or, you know, it's just none of those things appeal to me. So, and as I go through my career, it occurs to me that why not make that career what I want it to be? Yes. Over time, that's what happens. You 
you gravitate to the jobs that really excite you. Yes. And I just want to do a bunch of jobs that really excite me. And you'd think that, you know, topics like insurance or, uh, you know, financial and, you know, like, like banking stuff, you'd think that would be boring. I actually don't find it boring. <laughs> if I can make other people interested in a subject matter that might otherwise, you know, not be highly stimulating, <laughs> then that to me is a challenge. And I, I like that challenge. I enjoy that challenge. I also like helping other people make money because that's what my voice does for them. And that, again, is a challenge, making it um, resonate with people that listen and, you know, actually having it do what it's supposed to do is a, a rewarding experience for me. Well, what I'm picking up from you, the things that are generating joy for you is the ability to take something that others might find difficult to either comprehend or find any joy in and the challenge. So for you, part of it, the joy is the challenge of making something under, not just understandable, but enjoyable and also Relatable. to do it quickly. Yes. I think that turnaround yeah. time might be, because I'm just imagining if you had to do that boring topic for maybe... <laughs> three weeks or how, however long that might be, you might be like, Ooh, I don't really know that I want to be doing that. Like I said, I go with my gut. And if my gut is like, like if I'm feeling this awful feeling in the pit of my stomach, I'm not taking that job. <laughs> I've just, I've been doing this too long to allow myself to take something that I'm not entirely thrilled with. Right. And if I'm not entirely thrilled with it, I won't do as good a job as I want to do. Yeah. So I'm going to tailor my career to do things that I'm excited about. And what I'm excited about might be completely different from what other people are excited about. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just, I feel like I've been working too hard and, and too long to not tailor my career the way that I want it to be. Mm. That's the reward you know, yes, the journey is fantastic. And I'm still on that journey. I mean, I'm still learning. There's no stopping the learning. Um, and I don't think I've, you know, made it by any means. You know, I'm making a living. That's great. You know, I'm making a good living. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, that's not the be all and end all of everything. I, I find this work rewarding in a far different way than monetarily. <laughs> This idea of following your gut, you talked, you said that a few times already. Mm -hmm. Have you always been like that? Or is this also a honed thing over the course of the years? I think I have always been like that, wow. but it has become more honed. <laughs> um, some people would call it laziness. <laughs> um, I think that there are just some things that I want to put the effort in for and other things I just don't really care about. <laughs> and I think we're all like that. Yes. We just have to understand what our particular things are and cater our lives towards that so that we're excited by what we do every day. Yes. I think that to me, that idea of joy is so important in, in oh, all yeah. aspects of our lives. And I, and I specifically look at work because we spend so much of our time working. And so why not have a joy around it? And I know sometimes for people, it's this idea of money versus joy. And, and in hearing your story, what I love is that you have found a way to bring those two together in a way that works for you, right? So 
I'm making a living. I'm happy with the way I'm the living that I'm making and I'm finding joy. But it sounds like for you that joy, the enjoyment was like the factor so that you could go into it day in, day out. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the living is this byproduct that's come from doing what you actually it want to do. It certainly makes it well. enjoyable. Yeah. It helps make it enjoyable. For yes. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Being paid well for what you do well <laughs> is, you know, that's a good thing. Yes. That's definitely a good thing. It means that I don't have to have a second job, which, you know, in this day and age is kind of a plus. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And again, for those who, and I, I've actually seen entrepreneurs who are kicking off their businesses and are finding that they do need to have this this second secondary income for them to be able to make this, but they find joy in that. They're like, I know why I'm doing that. And I'm completely yeah. okay with that to feed this thing so that I can do this the way I want to do it. And I, so yeah, I love it because the stories, how, how it shows up for all of us doesn't have to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's really about, and I think about it, especially for those of us who do start our own businesses. I'm like, if you're going to do it yourself, you might as well do it the way you want to do it because then if you are finding that you're still doing it the way someone else wants to then you there's a lot easier ways less painful ways to do that than to start it up yourself and i mean if you're enjoying what you're doing you're not really working yeah i mean it is it is work but it's enjoyable work and so it doesn't feel like work <laughs> um and i i like that i'm working for myself you know, the whole entrepreneur thing. But I'll tell you, like, it took two and a half years before I was making a living from voiceover. Right. It's not an overnight thing. And it actually cost me a lot of money to get into it. So um, unfortunately, those who are thinking that this is an easy, you know, oh, I've been laid off work. Now let's go be a voice actor. I'll buy a USB mic and I'll be good. You know, no, <laughs> no, it's going to take a while before you're actually making any money and you're going to spend a lot of money before you're going to be able to make any. Yes. So this this is not the career that you do, you know, as a, a pickup. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not something that you could get into. Sure, there are a lot of people who could do this, but you have to have a passion for it. You have to be persistent and you have to be constantly learning mm-hmm. and you can't expect it to happen overnight because it doesn't. <laughs> so I'm just thinking about you know, the journey that you've been through, even to get to this piece, the, the voiceover work that you're doing right now. I'm actually curious about, you know, we started off this conversation with this whole idea of like introversion and you know, what, what, what does that look like for you? How do you find that aspect of you fits or doesn't fit with this work that you're doing? Well, a lot of what I do is virtual. You know, I, I very rarely actually go into a studio and talk with clients. I, I'm mostly talking with clients over email, mm. <laughs> which is fine. You know, you learn how to communicate well and, and virtually. And uh, I've spoken to a lot of my clients on the phone, and that's great too. But very rarely do you actually sit down across from a table with them. And that's just how this business has started to run, which kind of feeds into all of the things that I was doing previously because I don't have a problem with tech because I uh, have always loved the internet. I know how to run my own audio so I can create audio files for my clients without, you know, freaking out. <laughs> um, I can edit a file and deliver it clean and, and they know they can trust me on that. 
and I can virtually do a session online um, using various tools so that I can be in my studio recording through my microphone and they're actually also recording on their end, wherever they happen to be. So that's both tech and internet. And then of course there's the social media and all of this stuff. Like when you, when you get into all of this, if you have a personal brand of any kind for any reason, I had this discussion with a previous interview of mine with a guy named Corey Disson. He does brand management for a lot of different people, and a lot of them are voice actors. He, what, what are the, one of the statements he made was that we have to be our own media empire. And he made a really, really good point because whether or not you're doing it yourself or you're hiring someone who's doing social media for you uh, and, you know, you're answering comments and stuff like that, you have to have so many different aspects of a career going online and off in order to promote yourself and get the jobs. Because as an entrepreneur, you're reaching, you're reaching out to people. You are becoming top of mind. That's how you get business. Right. And being a media empire is the way to do that. Right. And so, you know, and it's easier now for us to do that virtually than it ever has been. But at the same time, it's, it's all encompassing. There's just so much that you, that you could do or have to do. Um, I know I outsource some of that stuff and uh, it's very helpful for me to do that because I recognize what my, uh, my areas of expertise are and what they aren't. <laughs> Um, and again, it's that gut feeling. What do I want to do? You know, it, what do I dread doing? If I dread doing it, I'm going to hire someone else to do it for me. <laughs> but it all feeds into that media empire because like a lot of entrepreneurs, I have to go out there and beat feet. Like, you know, you don't get work unless people know you're out there. Is that for you then the stretch aspect? So when you think about where you're leaning into the pieces of you that maybe is not as natural as an introvert, like is that the stretch for you then? Yeah, it definitely is. Because when you are putting your face to whatever product or service you're promoting, you become central to that message. Mm -hmm. And I, I recognize that I have to be central to my branding message, but it still makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> But at the same time, people want to work with people they know, like, and trust, yes. right? So I can't, I can't not be pr fully present and expect my clients to trust me because they won't know me. I want them to know me. <laughs> but it's hard. You know, as an introvert, it's tough. <laughs> and I think that's the thing is this idea of promote ourselves seems there's something icky about it. And I don't know if the, mm. I'm, not, I'm not sure I can find the right word. That's the word that seems to fit best for me right now. Not because I don't know that any of us thinks that it truly is. It just feels that way. So it is definitely a stretch. Yeah. We don't want to be too selly. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's kind of the major problem. I think that's, that's the, the problem that people marketing themselves run into, but I've encountered a different way of looking at this. Um, Marie Forleo talks about this. I don't know if you know who Marie Forleo is. She's someone who helps uh, business people, um, a lot of women, uh, get um, better at 
creating the business that they love, that they really want to do. So she's kind of like a thought leader in that way. And she interviews a lot of really interesting people. She's been on Oprah. Like she's been, you know, lots of, um, Brene Brown has been on her show, um, that kind of thing. And, uh, and she talks a lot about, um, just sort of, you know, understanding, how you can lean into, again, the whole being you thing. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's harder for introverts. But I think that the main thing of, of marketing is that you are promoting yourself with a view towards giving people things they need. So, um, and, and she's mentioned this concept many times, the idea that if you don't get your product or service out to the people who need it, you're doing them a disservice. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it that way, it's less selly and more helpful. Absolutely. That idea of understanding our why is what yeah. I believe that drives all of us as human beings. It's not just, that's not no longer an introvert extrovert thing. The more yeah. we're connected to that, the more we're able to, with confidence and conviction, move forward and do the things that stretch us rather than just staying in the things that are, that are comfortable to us. So yeah. I really appreciate the conversation that we've had. I'm, I've learned so much from a sound perspective, things that I actually didn't consider. And I'm sure those who've been listening to us have, I'm sure would feel the same way too. So I would love to just find out, you know, what would be the best way, Jody? if there's people who are interested to learn more about you, to connect with you, to work with you, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? My website is voiceovers, plural and vocals, A-N-D, vocals.com. And if you go to uh, voiceoversandvocals.com slash resources, there's a audio branding worksheet there that might help uh, Mm. people sort of give some thought to what their own audio branding would be. And it just asks some questions and allows you to fill in information. Uh, And it does uh, tie into a mailing list and if you do join the mailing list, there is a bunch of resources from the podcast, including snippets of the audio that no one else hears um, and discounts from the people who are guests and PDFs and videos and that kind of thing. So I'll be adding to that as I go along. Uh, and the podcast itself is at audiobrandingpodcast.com. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I'm, I'm excited to actually check out some of those resources myself. Uh, thanks again. I, I really appreciated Thank having you. you on just a different perspective on uh, an introverted side on the sound and branding side of things, which is always cool to hear this, the different spectrums that all of us uh, uh, operate in. And I want to thank everyone who's joined and listened into the podcast as well. And as always, I'd encourage you to join the conversation. When I get this posted up, if you have questions or if there's aspects of the conversation that you felt we should have looked into and there's questions that have popped up, feel free to drop a note. Um, I'm always excited to, to read and to find out what, what your thoughts have been and, and be able to participate in that way. And again, Jody, I want to thank you for being on today. Thanks so much. This was fun. Yeah, you're very welcome. And I want to thank everyone else for listening in too. Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of Relational Introvert. If you liked what you heard and you're curious about what's next, be sure to listen to new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. And if you know someone else who might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them too.